Hi guys, my name is Nithya, aka Mirth Nuts. I'm starting this podcast mainly because I love List and I think a lot of great content gets shared on here. I think about the stuff you guys write throughout my days and I can't stop talking about it. Actually, maybe that's the real reason why I'm doing this uh, because I think the people around me must be uh, very annoyed by now because every couple hours I'm like, oh my gosh, I read the best list, you have to come read it in its entirety right now. Uh, but either way, um, here we are. This podcast is going to be roughly 10 to 15 minutes each week. Um, it is in no way comprehensive, but it'll be some highlights of major topics and trends that occurred throughout the week and my favorite lists that came out of them. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. So um, what I did was I liked, obviously, and uh, saved the list that I want to talk about. But it's getting confusing because I like have liked and saved a lot of lists. And I'm going to try to find them as quickly as I can. Okay. So the first list that I want to talk about was written by Callie Story. Um, and that's also her handle. It's called Modern Trust Exercises, and it's an open list. <laughs> uh, some of the items are asking someone to put sunscreen on your back. True. Um, leaving your Facebook logged in on someone's computer. Um, yeah, you know what? That's true. Um, Facebook would be a problem because, like, I don't need anyone else reading, like, conversations with ex-boyfriends or worse in my situation, um, ex-boyfriend's moms from like 2012-2013 conversations with my ex-boyfriend's moms about like their office gossip that was my kink and (laughs) that's that's where the juicy stuff is Um, but you know I don't think I would have a problem with really any other uh, social media because like snapchat disappears uh, twitter I don't think I'd be mortified if that came out Um, oh I recently learned that Instagram DMing is a thing. Well, how that happened... Okay, so actually I was wondering how long it was going to take for uh, the topic of Christine to come up in this podcast. And I think we're a couple minutes in and it, and it has, unsurprisingly. Um, but what happened was uh, I was like apparently contacting Christine on a lot of different platforms at the same time. like having the same conversation over like five different platforms um that happened because like i would get her texts and i'd be in class and i'd see my phone light up and i'd be able to read what she was saying but i couldn't text back because i was in class and i just think that's incredibly rude like i've been a ta and it's just the most disheartening thing when a student is texting so i try not to do that but i can't like not have this conversation obviously so I switched over to Facebook Messenger because I can talk on my laptop in that way. Um, so I think maybe she got like overwhelmed because my affections are so overbearing because I would be like texting her and then Snapchatting her and um, like Facebook Messengering her and like tweeting her. So uh, then I decided to go all out and I was uh, trying to talk to her on every platform. Um, which is when like the Instagram direct messaging came up but the thing is I don't know how it works and I'm very confused by it and every time I get a new message I have to go to my little sister's room and ask her to open it for me and she'll like not even take her eyes away from her laptop and just 
have like the most exasperated look on her face <laughs> just do it for me um so yeah what i'm trying to say is if uh, someone did hack into my instagram account that'd be good please do that and uh show me where the the messages are at, or like read them out loud to me that'd be helpful um anyway going back to this list um the next item is letting someone borrow your favorite pen with promises of returning it no i i wouldn't do that um pens are important and no i just that's not a trust exercise i would succeed in uh allowing someone to look at pictures on your phone when you know there's a possibility they'll delete the one picture you like of yourself because they think it's bad of them um i'd be okay with that i wouldn't post pictures where someone thinks that they look bad so that'd be okay um, any self-incriminating text you send knowing it could be screenshotted? I'd be okay with that too, I think. Uh, I screenshot texts, so I mean it would be incredibly hypocritical for me to like not expect that to happen on other people's ends. Um, some items that were suggested by Susie uh, at Boy Girl Party, telling someone your lock screen passcode, I'd be okay with that. Half the fingers on in my phone aren't mine. So it's whatever. Um, allowing Facebook photo tags without review. <laughs> uh, sharing your location indefinitely on your phone with anyone. <laughs> those are those are great trust exercises. I I'm struggling with these more than I would with like leaning backwards and falling. Okay, so next list. Um, obviously, uh, Brexit has been a major topic of discussion for the last uh, few days. Um, and there were some really great lists that were written by listeners who live abroad, um, as well as listeners here in the States, um, covering the topic. Uh, one list I really liked was written by the Wall Street Journal account, and it's called Five Ways uh, Brexit Could Affect You in the U.S. So I'm not going to uh, go through it in a terrible amount of detail because I am not the one to talk about it, but um, some of the items they have mentioned are all travel to England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland, Ireland being 10% off because the the value of the U.S. dollar has uh, is, is so high right now. Um, U.S. exports and tourism, 2% uh, to 10% price increase, lower interest rates for investors. Um, that is the time to refinance right now. I don't know what that means. Um, Oh, actually, they make a note about that here. They uh, they say an added bonus is that it might sound sophisticated to spend the next few years telling your friends that you refinanced because of the Brexit. <laughs> I, if I knew what that was, I would do that for those bragging rights. Um, and more cheap gas, which is very exciting. Uh, a small and mundane obsession of mine is keeping track of gas prices and like just remembering them forever like I can tell you the gas prices in my area from like 12 to 16 weeks ago um, on the same topic another really great list that was written was uh, by by Jenny Lee who is one of my favorite human beings of list and possibly of the world and uh, she wrote um, a really comprehensive list titled what brexit means for the world um, so in case you don't have time to parse through the, do the dozens of articles that are coming out every few hours, um, you can go through this list and she talks about um, 
the, the changes in the European economy, the pound dropping 11%, markets falling in Asia, Europe, and, and the Americas, education taking a hit in terms of outside enrollment funding, resource sharing, etc. Um, innocent people being uh, forced away due to non-compliance with internal migration laws, nationalism growing, and um, the, the implications this is going to have on immigrants. A uh, very well done list. So you should go check that out and follow her if you're not already. Um, <laughs> the, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, Chris Katie wrote a really fantastic list called Venmo Payment Description Poems. Um, actually, Steve Katie wrote uh, a similar list uh, where he uh, took Venmo payment descriptions and wrote a Drake song out of them, and it was just the best thing. <laughs> I'm going to read Chris's right now. But wait a second, Steve Katie, if you're listening to this, uh, I need you to go accept my Facebook friend request, sir. It's been like 45 minutes since I requested it, and that's a long time, so go do that. Okay, back to this. So Chris Katie's list. Venmo payment description poems. Poem number one. I hate New York. The sun rising in the west. Daddy. Not even sure what this is for. Dot dot dot. Poem number two. Aloha vibes. Margs for mom. Mario fart. I will light you on fire. Poem number three. You still owe me for bills for being good to you, for eating an ant, curing leprosy, anal beads. <laughs> uh, last poem I'm gonna read, uh, possibly the most powerful one of all. Help me, urgent, the night I threw up, for drug money, for being a hero. Wow. Good stuff, Chris Katie. Good stuff. I should uh, probably do a segment called Katie Corner every week. I think that'd be uh, that's gonna become necessary. Okay. Um, next list that I wanna talk about was written by Olive. Uh, at Olive, of course. It's called Men I Would Fuck Because I Think They're Mean. <laughs> And her description is, love me a mean-ass old man. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciations of these men's names, and I'm incredibly sorry for that. Uh, but some of the people she's included are Gordon Ramsay, Idris Elba, Louis C.K., uh, John Leguizamo, uh, Danny Trejo, Bobby Cannavale, Action Bronson, Morris Chestnut, Steve John C. McGinley, and uh, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> uh, I agree. I, I really have no objections to any of the men on that list. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, so this next list is one that I think about uh, like every day, multiple times a day ever since I read it. It's written by Jeff Coffey, and it's called How to Make the Most Delicious Meal You've Ever Had. Step 1. 
Don't eat anything for 24 hours. Step two, make literally anything. Step three, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true. Um, I want to give a, first, a quick shout out to the, the San Fran Lestat meetup that happened, I think, last night. Uh, it looked like y'all had a really great time. Um, it was organized or maybe it just happened, but uh, Jen Smith is the one who wrote the list about it. Um, and uh, Kate81 was there. Uh, Michael Rose was there. Uh, Michelle Jennifer was there. Uh, I am underscore yawn was there. All beautiful people who look like they had a beautiful time. So yay, I'm happy for you guys. It brought back memories of uh, that Atlanta meetup for me, which I miss all the time. Um, next list I want to read is by Ijima, and I know I'm saying your name incorrectly, so I promise the first thing I'm going to do after uh, recording this is I'm going to text you and ask for a phonetic description of your name, because it's beautiful. Uh, but her list is called Becky with the Bad Grades, and um, it sheds some light on an issue that's uh, been very personally important and frustrating for me, which is um, Abigail Fisher taking her uh, case of not getting into UT all the way to the Supreme Court for claiming reverse racism and uh, how affirmative action is taking spots away from white people, all that terrible stuff that happens in Texas, I guess. Um, but her uh, her list is a collection of tweets <laughs> and like headlines uh, about the situation, and I loved it. Uh, Twitter roasted her, man, <laughs> rightly so. But it was uh, it was really funny. So thank you um, for for collecting these and for sharing it with us. It it made me laugh in a situation that's not been, not been making me laugh. It's been frustrating me a lot because I've had so much. Uh, to deal with in that regard with people claiming minorities getting like scholarships and places in colleges and medical schools and stuff because of their ethnicity okay moving on um, well on that note um, Frank Sars wrote a really great list on things that have been happening in uh, Frank uh, in, in Frank things that have been happening in 2016 and, and he wrote it this morning and <laughs> really like seeing all of this assembled in one place is just like what is happening wait first things first um frank if you're listening congratulations on graduating you are amazing and i hope for nothing but the very best things for you in the future so great job on that okay uh back to your list this list is titled 2016 in parentheses laughing nervously what the fuck <laughs> um his introduction is a list of things i'm trying to comprehend what the actual fuck is going on this year this isn't even a com conclusive list obviously someone please write a list of many good things that have happened this year uh i would take you up on that frank i'm gonna try to do that okay um so he mentions the deaths of prince david bowie muhammad ali and Yelchin, Gary Shanling, uh, Harper Lee, Alan Rickman, and more. All very sad. Uh, Great Britain leaving the EU, leaving itself and the rest of the world in financial disarray. P. 
people still voting for or against things without knowing what that means. That article was crazy, y'all. I thought that was like an onion piece. Um, the, the Google stats on how many people were Googling what the EU is. Oh my, oh my gosh. Um, he talks about uh, the Republican members of the US Congress not uh, passing minimal gun control, gun control laws even though about 90% of the population supports them because of the NRA. <laughs> uh, after each of these points, he has a picture <laughs> that's just laughing nervously. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's very appropriate. Uh, Donald Str Trump still being um, a candidate for the presidency. Uh, white rapists barely getting punished at all. Uh, victims of domestic abuse being slandered instead of their abusers anti-immigrant sentiments, climate change, the Olympics being held in a politically unstable and dangerous, dangerous and unprepared area. I actually keep forgetting about the Olympics happening. I am reminded of it on social media like every like week and a half and then I promptly forget a couple hours later which just happened to me now. Um, racial profiling and he ends the list with minions. One of my favorite things about Frank is like the theme in his list of like just like roasting minions every every few few lists or so. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, but uh, almost as a as a response to Frank's lists, um, I want to talk about a list that Lindy wrote um, at Lindy's her handle. If you're not already following her, you should do that. Uh, she wrote a list on ways you can take action. It's called Looking for Something to Do This Summer, and um, she goes about how you can uh, contact and engage with your uh, representatives and with uh, government government officials, and um, how you can get in contact with them and what you can do, how you can participate, because the current elected officials are obviously not getting stuff done. Um, so it's a very informative list. I have it saved, and I'm looking forward to, to engaging. Okay, so I'm going to conclude this podcast, which we're already over time. I was hoping to not go over 15 minutes, but this is important. Um, this next list, can y'all hear that? I have my keyboard sounds turned on, <laughs> and I frequently get told that I'm a monster for that reason. But anyway, um, this next list is written by Michael. I'm trying to find it. Michael Circa, which is not his last name. Oh my gosh, Michael, if you're listening, did you know that if someone types in your name in the search bar thing, like, a dozen lists come up because you've been tagged in so many things? Like, it's hard to find your profile. Okay. <laughs> this was my favorite thing of this week. Possibly if ever. Uh, it's called Disney Princesses Ranked by How Successfully They Could Hide a Small Animal in Their Hair. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, credit where credit is due. Um, it was requested by Joe Murphy. So good job, Joe. Thank you for coming uh, in our lives. And it's just a very like thorough and fair ranking of various Disney princesses, uh, and like how well a small animal could hide in their hair. Uh, so at the bottom of the list is Anna from uh, Frozen. Um. He says that her hair has no superpowers. Uh, okay, that's fine. It's just in braids, so I, I see it, Michael. 
uh, also at the bottom of the list are Wendy and Mulan, possibly because of their uh, short haircuts. Tiana's towards the bottom as well because her hair is cute but will not hide an animal. Fair. Um, Bella's at the bottom, and then we get up to Snow White who has a bob and that's unacceptable. Very true. Uh, Cinderella's doing okay in this ranking, she's ranked at 13. Uh, her super hair powers density. I see that. Alice in Wonderland volume and density. <laughs> Elsa lift. Okay. Yep. Aurora volume. You know, Michael, I would have put Aurora a Aurora a little bit higher on this list because that's like some serious volume. Like I feel like a frog perhaps or like a lizard would have done really well in her hair. Um Ariel for volume. Yes, Ariel has a lot of hair. <laughs> Meg, Pocahontas, Merida for quantity, volume, and curls. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Rapunzel for quantity, and at the top of the list is Esmeralda, and that I do agree with. Um, Michael says it's because of Esmeralda's volume and density, and uh, yes, I see it. <laughs> I'm gonna request a list from you of uh, animals that you think would fit in Esmeralda's hair. Okay, uh, so that wraps it up for uh, this podcast. One thing I want to do is um, hopefully at the end of uh, every one of these, I want to give a shout out to a new lister. New being relative, I guess, like um, if you join maybe like in the last month or so. Um, because I think like a lot of awesome voices have joined our community recently. So this first lister that I'm going to uh, focus on, her handle is Your Girl Riri, and her name is Ariana. And she is great, y'all. You should go follow her. She lists pretty frequently, which I love, and her content is extremely important and relatable for my own life. Um, her last list was called A Study in Thirst, What I Learned from Tinder Part 1. And I'm so excited for part two because I love that list. <laughs> um, how to throw shade like a professional part one. Again, so excited for part two. How to handle awkward situations like the queen that you are. My gosh. Well, how was I going about my days without her lists before? Okay, uh, so that does wrap it up for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and I hope you have a good week. Be well and uh, see you next week. Okay, bye-bye.